for the dinner table's spooky season. For the month of October, we're serving up an episode every Friday, all the way up to Halloween, and we share some of our favorite ghost stories and some from our lovely listeners. Get ready for ghouls and ghosts, women in white and headless horsemen, strange apparitions, disembodied voices, and things that go bump in the night as we celebrate October in style. We even have a special treat in store for Halloween itself, where we share a throwback, never before released episode of our very own ghost hunt. It's a lively one. Spilled all over me. <laughs> Lovely. Spent it everywhere. Never so mind. it's episode 50. Wow, yay! That's why it had a special little pop, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. Well done. 50 episodes. We've done this 50 times. Wow! I can't believe that. Um, like, I think we're getting good at it now. We're getting better, aren't we? Definitely. I hope we're getting better. Oh, uh, we are. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Think back to the days where we used to earn an R and it used to take you like six weeks to edit one episode because we chat too much in it. One mic. One mic. Sat in the little office, oh, huddled yeah. around the mic. Yeah, with squeaky chairs. Yeah, still, still got, got squeaky, squeaky chairs. chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to episode 50. Cheers. Oh, how's your spooky season? Mmm. It's getting better and better. It is. I purchased some amazing lights from Lidl. And uh, they're like yes. my new favourite thing in the whole world. I Halloween saw lights. them on my walk up. They're fucking amazing. They're so cool. And there's separate, there's lots of little um, slides that you can put in to change the things that flash up onto your house yeah and there's one which i'm gonna put on when half term begins which has got happy halloween written on it oh that's so cute. That, like it's keeping it fresh so at the moment we've got pumpkins and ghosts going around <laughs> on the side of the house and half term week we're gonna have skull and crossbones happy halloween and a witch i think it is flying oh, over it yeah it's really cool then you'll just have to hide behind the fence and every sort of half an hour go <laughs> That's what I do anyway. Yeah. Literally spend my life doing that. <laughs> Hiding behind fences and laughing like a witch. Absolutely. Fabulous. What about you? How's your spooky season going? It's great. I'm watching a few more spooky things on telly, which is really nice. Yeah. Getting into the mood. Yeah. Been recommended to read The Exorcist, oh, haven't yeah, we, by our yeah. book club, but I'm not sure about that because I'm I never read gonna make usually it before I go to bed. I've, and I won't sleep. I have downloaded it on audio audiobook, mm. which um, and I have started listening to it. But yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit frightening. Yeah, to listen to before bedtime. And lots of podcasts have been doing like spooky editions, which is great. Which I like. Yeah. The Midnight Myth did a really great episode about hereditary. Have you seen hereditary? Mm. 
possibly. It's it rings the, a bell. Spoiler alert, it's the weird one with demon possession where their head get, gets cut off. Yes, I think I have. Yeah, it's really weird. But they sort of put the mythological context oh. on it. And it was, I was like, oh, yeah, now I want to watch it again. Oh. So, yeah, I definitely recommend that. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> but it's good. It's very good. Want to watch? Start watching a few more spooky movies, though. I think. Me now. too. I said to you earlier, I need to start watching the Haunting of Bly House. Yeah. Because that's next on my on my watch list mm-hmm. after I've finished Ratchet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready for no sleep because the Haunted of Hill House just absolutely destroyed my sleep pattern. Oh no. Well, I didn't find it too bad. Once I got into it, I think, like, I keep watching the trailers and thinking, oh, I don't know whether I can watch it. Mm. I, I need to build myself up to it. Definitely build need to build up. myself up to it. Build it up. Because I do like a scary movie, but, like, Andy doesn't like them. So mm. I feel like I need to maybe have a friend watch it with oh come and watch it with us <laughs> i might do and then walk home in the dark on your own yeah, i'll be like right i'm just staying the night okay <laughs> oh yeah it'd be scary wouldn't it it would be yeah so yes it is a spooky season episode so we're telling ghost stories we are. and it's a you ghost story it's me tonight and i am off to cumbria <gasps> Ooh. i love the lake district <gasps> Yes. We just want to say we hope everyone's staying safe during coronavirus. Oh, yeah, especially up north because it's bad up there. But I I fear it's coming this way. Mm. Just everybody keep safe. Yeah, keep safe. Keep smiling. Yeah. And just get your head down. Do what makes you happy. And send us your ghostly stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want something to do, if you've got five minutes and you think, oh, yeah, that one time I saw a ghost... Who can I tell that about? Yeah. Tell us. us. Not for the dinner table at gmail.com. Why not? Sorry. That's all right. So you're off to Cumbria. So I'm off to Cumbria. And Dave, tonight I'm going to take you. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like Matthew Kelly from Stars in Your Eyes then. When I said it, I was like, Is that Stars in Your Eyes? Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that was good. Was I'll the, get the smoke machine out in a minute. The remake was rubbish, though, that they did with Paddy McGuinness. Can oh, you remember that? bloody hell. Why do they try and remake stuff? Oh, anyway, no. not the point. Right. Not scary. What are we talking about? Castle Rig Stone Circle. <gasps> we love a stone circle. We do. We really do. And um, there is apparently one in the forest, which I didn't even know about until the other day. So I need to, we need to investigate that a little bit more. Isn't it quite a, a large one? Doesn't it include the standing stone that's by Speech House? Yes, I think so. Yeah, and we there's did one know about by. That. Your dad's told us about that. Not that it was a circle, he didn't. Oh. Well, I'm furious with him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, we'll investigate that further another time. Back to Castle Rig Stone Circle which is near Keswick, Keswick, in Cumbria. Every year, thousands of visitors come to paint and photograph the breathtaking monument of Castle Rig Stone Circle. Others come simply to marvel at this astonishing feat of prehistoric man, 
dating back to around 3200 BC, the beginning of the later Neolithical period. Mm. And wonder why, how and by whom it was built. Although we may never truly understand the origins of Castle Rigstone Circle, it's widely accepted that it was used for ceremonial or religious purposes, as precise alignments with the sun, moon and stars have been discovered. However, this is not conclusive evidence of why, over 5,000 years ago, many hundreds of people would spend years moving 10 ton or more boulders using only ropes made of twisted bark to this particular spot. Oh. The circle measures around a third of an acre. Originally, there were 42 stones, now 38 remain, all of various sizes and shapes. That's massive, isn't it? You know? That's a big stone circle. The tallest stone is 2.3 metres high and the heaviest stone is estimated to weigh in excess of 16 tonnes. Just inside the eastern side of the circle is a rectangle of 10 stones known as a cove, the purpose of which is unknown. Castle Rig Stone Circle was bought in 1913 by Canon Hardwick Rounsley, co-founder of the National Trust. Many visitors have noticed that Castle, Castle Rig Stone Circle has an unusual atmosphere, no doubt aided by the dramatic backdrop of the towering Cumbrian fells that surround the ancient circle. There are regular reports of strange blue lights that appear to dart from stone to stone. Wisps. I know, that's exactly what I thought as soon as I heard that. It was like, will of the wisp? Yeah. It is worth noting that this is a fairly common sighting at the stone circles across the UK. Didn't know that. I didn't know that. A lot of blue lights passing between stone circles. It's unknown if this natural occurrence if this is a natural occurrence caused by the rocks or if it's something otherworldly. Perhaps the unusual lights are the results of some ancient ritual. An eyewitness account by Mr. T. Singleton, published in 1919 in English Mechanic magazine, <laughs> describes his... Where you en- always go for your ghostly sightings. Always read it. Yeah. Describes his encounter with strange white lights when walking at Castle Rig Stone Circle late at night. Oh, and that was in 1919? Yeah. Would they have had torches in 1919? Yeah. Yeah. They would have, wouldn't they? Yeah. Mr. T. Singleton says, When we were at a point near which the track branches off to the druidical circle, we all at once saw a rapid moving light as bright as the lamp of a bicycle and we instinctively stepped to the the road boundary wall to make way for it, but nothing came. As a matter of a fact, the light travelled at right angles to the road, say 20 feet above our level, possibly 200 yards or so away. It was a white light and having crossed the road, it suddenly disappeared. Whether it went out or passed behind our obstruction, it's impossible to say, as I have not yet had opportunity of visiting the place during daylight. There is certainly no crossroad there, 
when we saw a number of lights possibly a third of a mile away directed in the direction of the druidical circle but of course much fainter no doubt due to the distance moving backwards and forwards horizontally we stood watching them for a long time and then only left as it was so late at the hotel and people might think we were lost on the mountain whilst we were watching the remarkable a remarkable incident happened one of the lights and only one came straight to the spot where we were standing at first very faint as it approached the light increased in intensity when it came quite near i was in no doubt whether i should stoop below the boundary wall as the light would pass directly over our heads but when it came close to the wall it slowed down stopped quivered and slowly went out as if the matter producing the light had become exhausted it was a globular white with a nucleus possibly six feet or so in diameter and just high enough above the ground to pass over our heads what the fuck was that then could be a ufo i know there have been reports in recent years by visitors both during daylight and after darkness has fallen of chanting coming from within the stone circle Superstition holds that if you attempt to count the stones, you will get a different number each time. The National Trust informed the board at the monument has the official number of stones listed as 40. There is a local tradition of making a wish while standing in the centre of the stone circle. Wow. We need to go there. Yeah. It needs to go on our list of places to go. Yes, it does. Cool, huh? Yeah, and then we will chant Gaudete. <laughs> yes, we will. Chant our little faces off. That was so cool. What was that orb light? And so big, like six foot in diameter. That's, six foot, that's massive. That's like me. Yeah. This way. Nucleared. Like round. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So uh, that story was from Ghostly Cumbria by Rob Kirkrup. Um... And I've also got another story from it, if you would like to hear. Today, well, right now, we're going to talk about Wast Water. In the Wastdale Valley in Cumbria is Wast Water, a dark, deep and very mysterious lake. Yes. It's an example of a glacially over-deepened valley. It is three miles long, half a mile wide, and around 260 feet deep. Wow. Wastwater was voted Britain's favourite view by viewers of ITV in 2007. Well done, ITV people. (laughs) And it's favourite with photographers. It is unusual for a day to go by without the sighting of keen photographers arriving in their dozens, waiting patiently to capture the perfect shot for a couple of hours before dusk. The lake is surrounded by the mountains of Red Pike, Kirkfell, Great Gable and Scarfell Pike. I've actually been there and I've walked Great Gable and Scarfell Pike and wow. it's absolutely friggin' beautiful. The water is cold and is home to trite, 
and the ancient Arctic char, which has survived since the Stone Age. Reporters of a monster residing in the murky depths at Wastwater first appeared in the early 1960s when water pipes were placed into the lake for a nuclear plant cooling system at what is now Sellafield Nuclear Power Station. Word began to spread. Workers from the project told of seeing a long, dark something swimming in the depths of the lake, moving like a fish, but much, much larger, claiming it to be several metres in length. Wow. The lake has become popular with divers and stories of a monster living at Wastwater have remained prevalent. In December 2002, one witness told Diver magazine of his encounter with the creature. Anybody who has ever dived in England's deepest lake, the eerie Waswater in West Cumbria, knows that there is something very large and very strange down there. I saw it move off in, into the depths way below me when I was at 36 metres in wonderfully clear water in the early 80s. Skeptics would say I was full of <laughs> narcosis. I say I saw something the size and shape of a giraffe head off into the deep. When you stop laughing, consider this fact. There are little fish in Waswater Lake left behind by the retreat of the last ice age. Perhaps something higher up the food chain was left behind with them. In the early 80s, a spiritually sensitive visitor to Waswater described the lake as being filled with the dead and explained that they could feel hollow eyes of the dead staring up towards the surface. In 1984, a body was discovered in the lake by a diver. What? Yeah. Neil Pritt. It was, <clears throat> it was the remains of Margaret Hogg. Margaret's husband, Peter, was arrested and confessed to her murder. Margaret had been having an affair and Peter strangled and killed her in October 1976. He wrapped her lifeless body in a carpet and tied it to a block of concrete before dumping it in the lake. The body lay undiscovered for almost eight years and due to the lack of oxygen in the water, it had not decomposed. It had been preserved like a waxwork model. It is believed that there may be more undiscovered bodies at the bottom of Waswater. The police are restricted to diving a maximum depth of 50 metres and the lake is 79 metres deep. Margaret's body was discovered at a depth of 38 metres on a ledge only a few centimetres away from a drop that would have seen her body reach the bottom of the lake, never to be discovered. Visitors in search of supernatural in Waswater may want to visit the nearby Wasdale Corpse Road. As Wasdale had no church early in its history, the dead had, been, had to be transported over the fells to Eskadale for inter- internment, leading to this route becoming known as Corpse Road. 
This road is said to be haunted by a spectral horse carrying the body of a woman. Her son had died and whilst his body was being carried along Corpse Road on a misty day, the horse carrying his body bolted and was lost. His mother was heartbroken, knowing her son's tiny body would never be laid to rest. She herself died shortly after. So, like, hang on a minute. Yeah. The horse bolted with the child's body. No, the oh. horse bolted, yeah. so it's gone. Not with the child's so body. Where's the child's body? Well, just like fallen on the roadside, I guess. Well, she's still going to get to bury it. What's wrong with her? Oh no, it did take it. You haven't, I haven't finished reading I'm what sorry. I was reading, have I? Tragically, her son's body was found shortly after she'd passed away and was given a full Christian burial. Why do they not try and find it sooner? Like, did she die instantly after? <laughs> like, shortly after, it says. It's like, how, how much is shortly? Do they go, oh, well, the horse is bolted with that body. We, we, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, miss. Listen, let me we finish. We won't be able to get out to that for at least two months. As the mother's body was taken over the fells to Eskdale, a terrible snowstorm descended suddenly and the horse was lost in the blizzard. Her body was never found. I'm sorry. I, like, <laughs> these people... It is said that this woman haunts the Wasdale Corpse Road to this day. I would. And that she is unable to rest due to the torment she feels believing her son was never given a proper burial. Nor was she. I would be raging. <laughs> I'd be like, first of all, you don't go and look for my son's body after the horse. The horse is there. I can see the horse. Yeah, she's like, it's only there. No, can't go and look for that. Sorry. Yeah, too busy. Too busy trying to dig people up in the lake. Wasdale has everything. Mm-hmm. Murder. Cryptids, ghosts, cryptids. ghosts. It's, it's like a hot brilliant. spot. Oh yeah, I want to go there. Stay there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Thanks, Ghostly Cumbria yeah. by Rob Kirk. Kirk. Jesus Christ. Rob Kirkup. By Rob Kirkup. Kirk. <laughs> no more for you. No, obviously. That was amazing. Those two stories were so good. Thank you. They were I'm, good. I am incensed. At that poor woman's <laughs> plight. I poor really old am. woman. Um, so, we do have a listener's leftover. Fabulous. And this one comes from long-term listener of the... Long-term? Long-term. Long-term. This one comes from long-time listener of the show, my mum. Oh, come on, Jin. So, she writes, my mum, so my nan. Yeah. As in my nan worked as a nurse at what was the geriatric hospital in Gloucestershire, which I tried to find out where that was, but I couldn't locate it anywhere. So we might need to do a bit of digging because it's now a restaurant, apparently. So we need to find out where that is. Does she not know? I'm going to ask her. My mum never talked about any strange experiences that she had there, but there was one that I remember her telling me about, which I always have remembered. My mum had been looking after an old lady called Polly for some time. She was a very old lady and couldn't do a lot for herself. She didn't have a lot of family, so wouldn't get a lot of visitors. So my mum would spend a little extra time with her. So Polly probably took a shine towards my mum. After returning home from her shift, my mum had gone to bed and to sleep when during the night she woke up to find Polly at the end of her bed. 
My mum recalled Polly smiling at her and thanking her before turning away. My mum wiped her eyes to make sure she was really seeing Polly in front of her. And when she removed her hands, Polly was gone and the room was dark. Oh my God. The next day, my mum went into work to find that Polly had died during the night. no way. She was saddened at Polly's passing, but always believed that she had come to say a final goodbye before going on to the next life. How cool is that? That That's so cool. But like sad for Polly dying, but... Sad Polly. (laughs) Yeah. But I hope, like if you... um, had like one if you got to like if you that you could go and see one person yeah like as you you know shrugged off this mortal coil who would you go and see um Ernie probably oh that's nice yeah I'm not at all offended (laughs) (laughs) you'll be dead first yeah I will be I'm like come on bitch we've got to (laughs) go we've already talked about this you're already up there partying with everyone I'm going to be coming to go to gloriously coming going I hope you haven't made any fucking friends up here Better not be having a, any friends. I'll be like, wait till you try ghost booze. I'll be like, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> anyway, listeners, thank you for listening to episode 50 and part three of Spooky Season. If you enjoyed this episode, why not check out some of our other ghostly episodes, such as episode one, Dead Things in Chimneys, our 2018 Christmas episode, Episode 13, Ghostly Goings On. Episode 22, Haunted Places. Episode 27, Halloween Spookiness. Episode 36, Haunted Graveyards and Halls. And we're not including episode 47, Haunted Forests, because as Sophie said in the last episode, they've probably already listened to that. And also... Uh, the Ghost Loch- Brides and Resurrection Men. And, and the Loch Ness Monster, because my mum's a little bit Loch Nessy. Yeah. Links for these can be found in the show notes, although the links didn't seem to work, so I need to work around that. Oh, bastards. If you'd like to help the podcast grow during this spooky season, then spread the word and tell a friend about Not For The Dinner Table. And if you want to go one step further than that, then leave us a review wherever you found the podcast. Five stars, please. Oh, yes. Follow us on our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Or email us on notforthedinnertable at gmail.com where you can send us listener stories, ask us questions, or send your versions of our jingles. The podcast is written and produced by... Me. And me. And our logo was created by Kaylee. See more of her work on Instagram at kcreatesdesign. And our music is by Chris Scott. And remember, everyone's welcome at our dinner table, especially during spooky season. Cheers! That was we're that getting was good at probably these. Probably the best one. There's nothing in them. <laughs> it's because they're d- dry. They are dread dry. Dr- uh, what does that even mean? Drunk dry. Suck dry. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sucked dry. <laughs>
Not For The Dinner Table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.